When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Radio 2. On your marks, get set, go. You are now going to hear the voices of John Cleese, Tim Brooke Taylor, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bilotti. It's I'm sorry. I'll read that again again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll read it again. Presents number one in a new documentary series, Great Cities of the Western World. London. <laughs> Capital city of England spread over six counties with a population of 7,984,384. With a new citizen born every five seconds. 32 boroughs with a population of 7,984,385. With architecture ranging from 10th century cottages to modern blocks of flats. Housing 7,984,386. <laughs> to many, it may be a place of business or even a holiday resort. But London is actually home to no less than 7,984,389 people. How many? My wife just said triplets. Uh, hang on, hang on, that's quite enough. That's what I said after the first two. <laughs> there is an important announcement for expectant mothers at the request of BBC. All maternity hospitals will be closed for the next ten minutes so we can finish our survey in peace. <laughs> the city is full of narrow passages and dark alleys. Really, me? Excuse me, please. <laughs> London's streets are still places of mystery. Where the hell am I? They may no longer be paved with gold, though the council do keep digging them all up just in case. But uh, yet they... Yet they are steeped in history. Even their names tell a story. Tight Street, home of George Brown. Great Queen Street, home of so many people. Mail, or if you like, Paul Mall, which runs all along Poral to the Strand. <laughs> and the famous landmark commemorating London's greatest blues singer, Mar Blanche. In London, there's always something for the tourists to do. Some choose to visit Trafalgar Square and its pigeons and see the white-haired figure of Lord Nelson. <laughs> of foreign visitors standing staring up at the face of Big Ben. What are you staring at, foreign visitors? And over there, see a crowd watching the guard being changed. Oh, still will I put your nappy on. <laughs> Whilst yonder is yet another crowd. What are they all looking at so intently? The Lord Mayor's show. Good heavens, so they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> London is full of tourists. There are also living here many, many natives. Oh! And 
Uncle Lundner is a cheerful, busy chap, always doing something. Usually the tourists. <laughs> this is his city, and he's expressed his feelings on it in many, many songs, such as this one. I might be it's because I'm a Londoner that I live in New York. But probably the most attractive aspect of London is its historic traditions. Here, the old stands beside the new. Sir Christopher Wren goes hand in hand with Jackson Pollock. What if we do? <laughs> for example, at the Tower of London, the ancient ceremony of locking up the crown jewels for the night has remained utterly unchanged since the time of Queen Elizabeth I. London for a few days. Most of them stay for weeks or even months, usually driving round and round the one-way system in ever-decreasing circles till they disappear up their own exhaust. Oh, yes, parking is probably the worst of the dilemmas. Congestion has now become so bad there's nowhere left to put the meters. A spokesman for the London Traffic Control had these comments to make. Hello, or to put it another way, oh hell. As you may have noticed, we have put down a system of yellow lines. It was a slow process, I'm afraid. There were so many cars, it took us a long time to find the roads. But it's been done now, and so have you motorists. 
Briefly now, one yellow line means no parking during the working day. Any other time, you can park on the yellow line, as long as you have a car narrow enough. <laughs> Two yellow lines means no parking at all, except in the space between them. And a broken yellow line means we ran out of paint. <laughs> there are also markings on the curb, which refer to loading. Now, if you see one stripe, you can load during your working hours. If you see two stripes, your working hours are too long. And if you see three stripes, that's probably a drunken sergeant lying in the gutter. <laughs> We've also got some new road signs. There's one here saying, stop, please, and I wish we could. And there's another here saying, stop, children, which I don't agree with at all. Now, this one shows a little red car on the outside of a little black car, which means no overtaking, unless, of course, you've got a little red car. And finally, I'd like to justify our parking policies. But I can't, so goodbye. <laughs> the London Constabulary have been using television cameras overlooking busy streets, and they've actually filmed many accidents. And has there been much improvement? Oh, yes, yes, we got cut it out. We went to see an instructional film actually being made, and watched Constable I Am Mincing at work directing the traffic. All right, you minis, forward to me just a teens there, and just cheating toward the bollard, would you, darling? And don't rush, you're not on wheelbase now. <laughs> Thank you, Hen. Ooh, what have you got on? False eyelashes on your headlamps, wild but wild. Flick your blinkers a bit, would you? Oh, you sexy beast. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny convertible, your chrome smudged love, see makeup. Your exhaust pipe's a bit droopy, isn't it? Back up behind the chorus, will you? Don't wrench the wheel, love, you'll have it off. And now, no comments from you, Monty Motorbike. Stroke it. Stroke it, darling. Think of it as a woman. Oh, whatever. Now, I want... I want... I want to break down centre road, splash of colour, purple mini, yes, you heart it. Now, let's see your bonnet up and strip the engine. Now, don't be coy. We've all seen a crankshaft before, you know. Now, none of your mood is. You want your big end smacking, you really do. Right, ready, love's ticking over and lights. Red, ready, number green, and roll them. <laughs> Of course, there is more to London than its traffic problems. Indeed, it has inspired many songs. For example... I may be right, I may be wrong, but I'm perfectly willing to swear that when you stopped and smiled at me, a nightingale sang in Berkeley Square. is also a city for fun and leisure. If you like good football, there's Chelsea and Tottenham. But if you don't, there's Fulham and Arsenal. <laughs> or if you just want to spend the day quietly dozing, there's cricket at Lords. Or you can go to Olympia and see some of the wonderful things on show at the Boys' Own Exhibition. Of oh, grief, that's not your own, is it? <laughs> um, but, uh, but of course, the real pleasure centre of the city is Soho. Complete with its notorious ladies of the street. Or traffic wardens, as we now call them. <laughs> Soho, the area of the vice ring. Is it really all that tough? No. And if you disagree, I'll beat you up. <laughs> and what?
But, for example, if those sinister small ads in newsagents' windows, do they really mean what we think they mean? We decided to investigate a couple of them. So, oriental kitten with lovely fur. Um, Frenchless little bodybuilding, ten shillings an hour. Uh, well, John, you followed them up, and what did you get for your money? A French-speaking Siamese cat with big muscles. Oh. Hey! <laughs> and yet, here in Soho, we do find one of London's greatest attractions, the club. A dark, stuffy little cellar with the air heavy with smoke and the smell of drink. Yes, let's take a look inside a typical London club and meet the type of people who go there. Uh, 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 long hair, What were they? Men that stepped down. Damn pretty Sergeant Major we had. Damn pretty. Damn sight pretty on this law. Look at that one, pretty plain girl. That one. Incredibly plain. Very, very plain. That's the doorman. Oh. Oh. So it is. Not bad for a doorman. <laughs> Damn pretty doorman. Very plain girl, though. I say, I say, I say. I don't know. What does change color and go, I say, I say, I say? A musical chameleon. <laughs> and now, an educational, meaningful song. Nowadays, we have auto-destructive art. Look it up. And 12-tone music. Will these, in a few years' time, be looked back on as the good old days? Who cares? Some like jazz, some like swing. I don't like... The feeling of tomorrow Make it wild, make it weird Preferably with a beer If it's soft and sweet it went out long ago I like music pure and cold and hard Like it is I'm a member of the Abba-Gagagar So Play me a tune that has nothing to do with a melody Play me a tune that has nothing to do with a tune Call the company stick. <laughs> <laughs> 
on, you're not singing. Oh, don't you like doing that? Come on and ruin that melody. pencil and see if you can do any better. Yes? It's time for part 11 of Professor Prune and the Electric Time Trousers. The story so far. Professor Prune, Trixie and Basil, now reunited with Spot the Dog, are in America on the trail of Fetish and the Time Trousers. They find the trousers being worn by a Mississippi gambler called Fat Chance. However, as they are about to regain the trousers, Fat Chance escapes, leaving our heroes to be attacked by Indians. Now, read on. Or if you've nothing to read, why not listen to the next episode of... The Time Trousers. in a heap. Thud! Moan! Silence! Uncle! What do you want? Oh! It's no use, Trixie. Those Indians will do us all in. We've had it, I'm afraid. Unless... Yes? Unless... Yes? Unless those Indians all fall over. It's our only chance. Wait! Sidekick. His name's Sidekick. <laughs> Man, a pleasure to meet you folks. Sure is a heap of fun to make your acquaintance. <laughs> kind of sickening, ain't it? But who are you? Why, little missy, don't you know? That's Mr. E. Rank, known to his friends as Tex. You probably heard of Tex E. Rank. Uh, no? Uh, no, him. Some folks have all the luck, no. You seem to be having a mind of trouble with these here engines. Oh, look at them, running about in those little loincloths and jumping in the air. Embarrassing. <laughs> sure is. That's why they're called Red Indians. <laughs> oh, gee, what do you expect from the Old West? Now, looky over there, that big fellow in the headdress. You know, that's the chief. Why do they wear all those feathers on their heads? 
talk the kind of ticklish way in a minute where else, wouldn't it? <laughs> but fun. Oh, you know so much about these Indians. Have you speak our language? Icky Tona Wagga Wapa Wapi Hini Mooka Moo. What does that mean? It means no, I can't. <laughs> then we're doomed. Oh, Tex. Sing us a song to cheer us up. Sure thing, ma'am. Take me back to my home on the prairie. Take me back to the ones that I love. Wait, look, he's singing has driven all the Indians away. Hey! Well, now that we've got rid of those Indians, we must try to find Fat Chance and the trousers. Yes, now that they've got rid of the Indians, they must try to find Fat Chance and the electric time trousers. And since Fat Chance and Sam Hopes are crooked gamblers, they're probably heading for Chicago. For Chicago. That's Chicago, capital of Illinois, USA, population 3,550,404. And there's a train for Chicago living in five minutes' time. That's the 1057 for Chicago, Illinois, where the professor hopes to recover his trousers from Fat. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you think you're doing? I'm doing this for the benefit of those listeners who are actually trying to follow the plot. So it's favoritism, is it? I see. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I do apologize for this unwarranted bias in favor of those listeners interested in the plot. Now, for those of you who are not at all interested in the plot, woof! <laughs> Thank you, Spot. Well, anyway, Professor and his chums set off for Chicago. <laughs> in Chicago at last. Now then, let's ask that policeman to help us. And so the friendly neighborhood policeman took them to the police headquarters where the professor told his story. Then they were introduced to Police Inspector Ness and his hand-picked specially trained force of crime busters, the unmentionable. to meet you. I'm Inspector Ness. <laughs> Inspector Ness? Uh, I can see you're not Elliot Ness. He never smiles. No, I'm in fact his brother. Happiness. In fact, <laughs> most of the unmentionables are relatives of mine. Hi there. That's frankness. Hello. That's ugliness. Hello, sweetheart. It's truly wonderful to meet you, and I mean that very, very sincerely, darling. That's show business. It's more luck. That's luckness. Gosh, that's quite a family. Oh, yes, and over there you can see cleanliness. Next to godliness. Now, what's your problem? Oh, we're looking for Fat Chance and Sam Hoops. Fat Chance and Sam Hoops. Oh, that's a pity, because I was. Fat! <laughs> fat Chance! You said Fat Chance and Sam Hoops! Yes, you did. Oh. Oh, wait a minute, yeah, of course. They just arrived in town. Today. Boss, but ain't you heard? They joined up with the notorious gun family. The notorious gun family? Yep. You never heard of the gun brothers? Tommy Gun and Stan Gun. And their mother, Big Bertha. And their father, Pop Gun. And their uncle, their uncle, Lewis Gun. And their anti-aircraft gun. No, 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 I never heard of them. Ain't surprising you, that. Maybe, but they're the worst gangsters in Chicago. The worst gangsters in Chicago? Yep, they ain't stolen a thing for five years. Good heavens! And you haven't heard the worst of it yet. That I do find hard to believe. <laughs> the gun family are involved in bootlegging. Bootlegging? Yep, there's been a new law passed which says a man can't drink. Oh! And a man can't smoke. Oh! And what about you know? No, I don't, Ducky. For this, I do know. If you want to find that chance, we'd better start looking in the speakeasy on 74th Street. 
Come on, boy. into position around the speakeasy on 74th Street, run by Chicago mobster Al Cajal and his associates. Police detective, oh dear, approaches the door of the speakeasy. Hi, baby, what do you want? Let me in, doll. Why? I'm a policeman. I want to come in and kill everybody. Okay. What's the password? Password? That's it. Now all you have to do is knock twice and ask for Charlie Sugar. Right. I want Charlie Sugar. Yeah, I'm here. Hmm. Now I shall have to try a more subtle approach. What? I'm a completely different person, and to prove it, I do not want Charlie Sugar. Can I come in? Well, that's different. In fact, we'll give you the red carpet treatment. Gee, thanks. Here's the red carpet, and I'll beat it. Meanwhile, as the unmanageable try to gain entry, alcohol is addressing his mob inside. Among them, some of the most notorious and terrifying characters the world has ever known. The Gun Family, the Dillinger Brothers, and the Beverly Sisters. <laughs> okay, you guys. Is there any questions before we put my plan of operation and take over the whole of the USA? Well, one thing, boss. What is it? Now, listen, how come you always carry that little pet mole around with you? Knucklehead. Ain't you ever heard of a gangster's mole? <laughs> but at that moment, conveniently, the gangsters heard a voice outside. The game's up, Cahoe. What's that? This is Matt and the Unmentionable. We know you're in there. Come on out. The cops. We ain't never coming out, copper. Come in and get us. Okay, if that's the way you want to play... I'm a pope. Cajal, <laughs> there's 300 of us out here. Why don't you throw your gun away and come out alone and stand very still under a good light so we can aim at you properly? How do I know this ain't some kind of trap? <laughs> no. We're staying in here. You mean you're gonna shoot it out? Yeah, we're gonna shoot it out. And sure enough, seconds later, it shot out. <laughs> We're too late. The trousers have gone. No, wait. His legs are still warm. Those trousers can't be far away. <laughs> so saying, the arch fiend fetish climbed into his gas balloon to escape. After him. The professor, Trixie, and Percy raced after the balloon, pausing only to leave Spot the dog behind accidentally tied in a sack. <laughs> Just as the balloon was about to leave the ground, they leapt aboard. Up and up they went. And then... Oh! We've been duped, duped, duped! Fetish! Fetish isn't in but the balloon. <laughs> and what's more, fetish isn't in the balloon. <laughs> and neither are our trousers. There he is, down on the ground. And he's pointing a gun at us. He's punched the balloon. We're losing height. Quick, throw out some ballast. What? Chuck out that great big sandbag. Don't you dare, Tommy! No! Don't dare! Oh, Mark! Oh. These old eyes of mine deceive me. Madam, if I'd known it was you, I'd have thrown you out long ago. Oh, don't throw me out! There is no alternative. It's oh. either you or us. No! Yes! No! Yes, out you go! No! really throw out Lady Constance. If he does, where will she land? If he doesn't, will the balloon crash? Well, I don't care either, but if anyone's interested, they can hear what happens in the next episode of... The Time Trousers. <laughs>
You have just missed, and you don't know how lucky you were, Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Ken, and Bill Oddie. They were mutilating a script by Bill Oddie and Graham Garden with musical discords provided through the arrangements of Leon Cohen and the playing of Leon and the Boys. This farce was produced by David Hatch and Peter Tibbridge, and what's more, there's another next week. Oh, no, it's... I'm sorry, I'll read that again, Mother. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.